Hi, this is Kashish. Welcome to a new episode of Business Odyssey. Hello, we are Lashmi and Laura, partners in the journeys of building communities of practice. Thank you for joining us where we focus on exploring the human-centric approach while we consider all the variables that affect it from the learning and development, performance, change processes, leadership and coaching, diversity and inclusion, and other key topics as well. Today, we are joined by Robert Snoyer, managing partner at Cotterstone Connect, with more than 20 years of experience in the IT and people of fields. What you will definitely hear in our conversation is a lot of fun and the key topics how they apply the human-centric approach across all their business happy learning let's go to the interview now Happy to have you here in this episode. Welcome. And um, Robert, if you want to introduce yourself a little. Uh, yes, yeah, thank you for having me, Laura and, and Lakshmi. This is, sounds going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so I am a, um, a managing partner with Copperstone Connect. We are a, a staffing agency here in Toronto, Canada, and we uh, specialize in the data and analytics space and have been doing so for about, um, I guess, 12 years now, coming up 12 years. And prior to that, uh, my partners and I, we had a consulting company that was in the same space in the data and analytics space. So we, we've been living in that world for a very, very long time. Okay, thank you so much for that introduction. So let's go to what we bring us together today. So I have to ask you, what makes uh, the VA and analytic sector stand out? The, uh, so, so the data and analytics space has changed a lot over the last, uh, you know, the 20 years we've been in it, but it's, uh, it's only becoming more and more relevant because every company needs uh, to use their data in a way to, uh, to grow their business to reduce costs, to acquire new customers, to maintain customer relationships. So uh, with the, with the, um, uh, the environment becoming uh, hyper-competitive, companies need to leverage that data in a way that can ensure their success. And, and that's, that's kind of driven this world of, of data, advanced analytics, um, business intelligence, reporting. Uh, so that world has become quite... Um, uh, quite complex uh, when it started out, you know, again, many years mm -hmm. ago, it was a very simple world. Uh, there weren't a lot of tools and technologies involved. Now it's just exploded. Uh, so it's just becoming more and more relevant every day for, uh, for companies to leverage their data and turn that into, you know, the, the colloquialism, turn the data into, into information and the information into knowledge. You got it. Thank you for sharing that. So I have two questions that are, uh, I think that both are related. So okay. how does uh, connect with you as people, culture and company? And at the same time, 
what's make you a long lasting and successful company? Uh, so that's a, uh, so a great question. Uh, the one thing that I think helped us coming into the industry of staffing was the fact that uh, prior to that, we were a consulting company that was in the data and analytics space. So we needed the assistance of agencies or internal uh, recruiters within our own business to, to grow our company, to find the right resources, whether they were contract or perm. So that kind of gave us a, a unique insight into what our clients need from us. And we call it a consultative approach to what we do. As we got into the staffing world, we discovered that it was huge. I, I, I really couldn't, we couldn't believe how many companies uh, just in you know, our little sector here in you know, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, just Toronto alone, the number of companies that is staffing was astronomical. You had the mom and pop shops, you had the, you know, the smaller boutique companies, you had the, the, um, the large global companies like the Procoms and the Decos of the world. So we realized that in order for us to be successful, it just told us that we really still needed to continue our focus on a, a sector that we knew well. So we weren't going to be everything to everybody. We are only going to go only do data and analytics. So that's a space that we knew exceedingly well. So that was number one. And because of uh, having had our own business for many, many years, uh, we knew a lot of people in the industry. So we had a very good starting point for excellent resources, candidates that, that we could work with. So that was number, that was kind of the beginning. Uh, then we, uh, we learned, well, we just reinforced what we knew already is that this is about the long-term play. Uh, it's mm -hmm. not about making that placement. It's not about putting that, you know, as I say, bum in the seat. It was about that long-term relationship that we were developing with our, our candidates and with our clients. And so it, it, uh, it, we got to the point or at the point now where you know, we have some amazing clients and amazing resources. And these are long-standing relationships that we've had for you know, 5, 10, 20 years. And by maintaining that relationship, and you know, oftentimes clients will cycle in and they'll cycle out depending on their current needs and where they are in their um, in their business cycle. Uh, same thing with resources. They will come and they will come onto the market and they'll come off the market and they'll change from contract to perm or from perm to contract. But what became obvious to us is to be successful, we needed to uh, continue what we knew was the right approach, which is it's ultimately about building relationships. It's doing the right thing, uh, whether, and, and sometimes it doesn't necessarily uh, benefit us, but we knew you're doing the right thing for my client or the right thing for the candidate. And they remember that. And, and that keeps them coming back. So, uh, so, and I'm very fortunate, my team, we have the same, we all kind of have the same philosophy approach to life, which is actually an important part of what we do is how we, how we see life and how we live our lives. It's, it's about doing what's, what's best for everybody. And, uh, and if you do that, in the end, it, it comes back. At some point, somehow, this comes back. And, th and those longstanding relationships, uh, like I said, we're very fortunate now. We've just got some amazing clients that we, uh, we love to work with. 
And, uh, and we've got some uh, phenomenal resources that, again, we've worked with over and over again. And that's, and that's really what I, that's why I love what I do, because it's when you make that connection between a client and you, and you bring somebody in, you know, they have a, a desperate need for some, for a resource, for a person, some, some, a new position or someone has left and, and you find that um, person that can fill that role. And you know that you have, have put two great people together. That's, that's what this is about. And, and that's why, that's why I think we've been successful and, and we continue to love what we do. Okay, that's amazing. I, I, I was thinking about what you were saying. And if you can define, or if you can share with us in just a simple word, what is the key element of maintaining long term relationship? What's the first thought that comes to your mind? Um. <laughs> I told you that's that. A tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, you know, ultimately, uh, maybe it's not a word, it's a phrase, but it's, okay. it's treating people the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. When I was, uh, when I was out there, and I remember, you know, graduating and, and trying to get into the job market and, and applying for jobs and working at companies before we had our own. I remember that feeling. I remember the feeling of sometimes feeling a little bit less than because the, the recruiters or the people you're talking to are telling you all the reasons why you're not a good fit or why they shouldn't pay you what they should pay you. And it's not a good feeling. Uh, so you know what? We, you know, I remember uh, you know, the, the, the saying is that people don't remember what you say. They remember how, they, how you made them feel when you spoke with them. And that's kind of what we, we do. We want them to come away and just feel good about themselves. And if you can do that, if someone feels good about talking with you and working with your company, they're going to come back. So how's that for a one-word answer? <laughs> it was great. Thank you, Robert. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's empathy. <laughs> it's, uh, maybe it's compassion. Maybe those are the words. But yeah, I mean, you go, you were straightforward with that. So that's what I like it. Um, so yeah, thank you. So that's, if, uh, if we are going to um, the third question, I think it's also related because um, what I want to ask you is, what can you share with us? about mm-hmm. practicing a human-centric approach within and across all the stakeholders, stakeholders involved mm-hmm. in your process. I mean, you answer a part of that, I believe. That's I, I, did, I did, yes, yeah. <laughs> what else you can share with us? I, I think if you keep in mind that when you're, when you're talking to people, so I'll look at the candidate side, uh, these are people who are either looking for work and aren't working um, or are looking to make a change and they may have been somewhere for a long time. 
those are very difficult situations, very traumatic situations that people can be in. They're not working, they feel stressed from not having money coming in, or they're about to leave a company they've been at for, you know, five years, 10 years. Uh, that's a very emotional moment for them, a very difficult moment for them. So if you can keep in mind what they are going through, put yourself into their, into their shoes. What are they going through? What are they feeling? Um, what is it that, that they need to make this work for them? And probably the, the, the single best uh, word for that is listen. Uh, is listen to what they're saying. Don't, don't tell them what they, you know, why this is a great company and you should work here. And this is why your company is a bad place where you are. And this is why you should leave. And like, no, like, that's not going to land. You have to just stop and let them talk and listen to what they're telling you and, and hearing what it is that's important to them. And, and then you can understand what it is they're looking for. Uh, and so on the, uh, and on the client side, uh, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, I think what, what works well for us, because, uh, you know, you have a client, they'll come to us with a requirement and they'll say, here's my job description and here's how much I can pay. And so, so what I share with them is it's like, okay, well, my, my, what I can, what I can, uh, share with them is what I know about the industry and what's happening in the marketplace today. And, uh, you know, I'll say, okay, this is, this is what you need and requirements, but this is what you're able to pay. Uh, so I have, I, I, I listen and, you know, I share with them. I said, okay, um, you know, what's more important. And oftentimes the answer is, well, both. <laughs> I only have this much money, but I need this much of skill set. So, uh, you know, what we do is, uh, we give them both. We say, okay, uh, I hear what you're saying. I'm gonna look for that, but I'm giving you, I'm very upfront uh, with my clients. Uh, you know, oftentimes in the, in the pursuit of new business, we just take things because it's new work, it's new business, it's a new client and just accept what they say and do the best you can. Uh, that puts what I found in the past is that puts uh, undue stress on, on the team on my recruiting team, because, you know, I know that that's not really possible, but I don't want to give my client um, uh, bad news or un unwelcome news. So, you know, what we do is we'll say, okay, we'll give you two people. We'll give you somebody who has this skill set, and no surprise, this is where their salary is. And we'll give you someone with this salary. And again, no surprise, this is where their skill set is. And, um, you know, so it just, it shows them empirically what I've just told them experientially about the marketplace uh, through, through, my, through my experiences. And then I let them decide. And so again, it's about listening uh, and, and making that, that connection because it's, um, I'm finding more and more that uh, we're not the best, we're, we are not the right company for everybody. Hmm. And, and that's part of that human approach is being honest and being true to yourself. This is what I'm, this is what I'm kind of coming to, is being true to who we are and, and being okay with saying to our clients, that's great, that's what you need. Uh, you wanna see eight resumes, you wanna see five resumes from us. Um, and I said, I, I understand, I understand that need. Uh, that's not what we find works best for us. Or our clients, we tend to give two, maybe three, sometimes one, but you're going to love the people. 
And if they come back and say, well, I, you know, I need the C5. It's like, well, that's fantastic. And I, I can respect where you're coming from, but we're not, um, maybe we're not that agency for you. So, so that's kind of comes back to that, uh, what you call the, you know, the, the, the human approach is that mm -hmm. it's, it's being, it's being honest, it's being true to yourself, it's, it's listening to what they're saying, uh, not trying to be something different, not trying to be everything to all companies. It is also a, a big part of what I do is about, um, you know, making sure that we, we can, we can be successful. And so uh, I know that my team feels a lot of pressure when we get an order, uh, we feel a, a connection with that company. We've, we've spoken with the, the hiring manager. Uh, we've met with him or her and you get to know them a little bit and you feel a obligation to, to, to find that resource for them. And nothing, nothing makes you feel uh, worse than when you can't do that. And so why would we want to put ourselves in the position where, you know, that can't happen? So part of what I'm doing is it's not just about uh, making sure that my candidates are heard, that my that I'm, I'm, I'm honest and I'm hearing my clients, but I'm also hearing my team. What are they saying? What do they need to be successful? What do they need to be happy? Because, you know, they love what they do as much as I as I do. Uh, but we need to be successful because that's what gets us up in the morning. And when I say successful, it's not about, you know, yes, of course, we are a business and we need to make money. But it's about um, making the, the client and the candidate happy. And that's just the best feeling. It, co it comes back to that, to that, that feeling of, 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 of connection, of human connection. Mm -hmm. Okay, I believe you said it all. <laughs> with that um so yeah thank you robert for that um let me if you want to to ask when <laughs> most of it robert has already answered so you i know. apologize i apologize <laughs> no, 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 no. no 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 so um you used a couple of terms robert like human connection, empathy, compassion, treating talent the way, you know, you would like oneself to get treated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So considering all of this out there, do you think the time has come to change the title that of recruiters? Today, we call them in different, with, in, in different titles are out there, recruitment specialists, recruiters, talent acquisition specialists, and so yep. on. Yep. Do you think with, with this human relation and all of that, has the time come to go ahead and think of changing the title and make it more apt to what it's all about? Um, yeah, you know what? And I, I think that's, uh, that's a, I love that question because, because that's where the, that's, I think, where the term talent acquisition came from. You know, if you go, go back in, in history, there was a rather um, uh, mm -hmm. unflattering term called headhunter, which 
really isn't isn't a great term. It just doesn't. And when people say to me, "Oh, you're a headhunter," it's like, mm, yeah, okay. If, if that if that if that resonates with you, fine. I'm a headhunter. Uh, but um, and it's usually people who don't who not, aren't in the industry or aren't hiring people. They'll they'll come up with that term because that's what they heard a long time ago. So it was headhunters. Then you became then you became recruiters, uh, and that was a, a more um, uh, more agreeable term and then they then they moved to talent acquisition and that kind of put the focus on the people they are they're they're not they're not just a resource uh, these people have talent they're bringing talent to the table and um, so I think that was is to be kind of the a, a transition and you find most companies call their teams talent it's a talent acquisition team is how do we how do we bring talent into our or into our organization um and i guess there there is probably you know at some point it's it's most likely going to to change and and maybe it will focus more around that that, that business relationship because uh or that human relationship or the human connection because because ultimately the 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 good people who i think excel at what they do is often because they know how to to make those human connections and uh and that's and and what we do it, it is it's a it's a it's a challenging it's a difficult um difficult business and and you know it's kind of funny i will talk to uh you know these these technical people who say oh i'm thinking you know i think i might um Know, hang up my hat and uh, and become a, a a recruiter. You know, it sounds like a fun job and you know, it looks pretty easy. And I don't say I don't say too much. It's like, well, you know, uh, you know, give 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 that some give that some thought before you do it, because it is uh, you you just you face a lot of rejections and a lot of no's and a lot of disappointment because. There are so many reasons why things uh, don't necessarily go the way we would like them to go, and the uh, you know the examples are endless. I won't get into them. Uh, so it, it shows you that while people think of this role as being simple, it's ultimately you know Lakshmi to your to your question, this is about building. This is about building real connections and relationships. And you know, we one of the things that, and you, if you look at our, our website, we, we post some of those comments. We get um, clients uh, that will say to us, you know, we, we start working with them, and they go, like, you know, we send them over a resume, or start, we start saying them people, and they're going, "Wow!" It's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this is this is who I was looking for, and I wasn't getting it. And then they get to the point where, you know what? Don't even send the resume. Just book the appointment. Like I, I know this person is going to be good. That's when you know that uh, that you're on that same page. And and the same thing on the on the recruiting side. We get candidates who who will say to us, "Oh my gosh, I have not worked with an agency. You guys are so thorough. You you know uh, you helped me with my resume. You helped me with understanding the interview process and how to be a good interview subject." And nobody has ever, I've been doing this for a long time and no one's ever taken this time with me. So they start sending their spouses, their cousins, their brothers, their sisters, their friends. It's like, you know, you need to work with, with, with Copperstone and the, and the team at Copperstone. So 
So what does that tell me, Lakshmi? That tells me that is that you have made a connection. You've made that that connection, mm -hmm. that bridge with that person. So uh, so ultimately, it is now. You know, I think uh, we were talking earlier and you kind of um, uh, alluded to the idea, is this maybe kind of like a, a, a relationship engineer was I think the term that you use, Lakshmi. And uh, yes, it is. Uh, my only concern with relationship engineer is it's maybe a little bit technical. As soon as you throw in the word engineer, <laughs> it gets technical. And mm -hmm. it, I, I feel you get away from the, away from the, you know, uh, the emotional, uh, the, the connection side of it. So it's, um, I don't know, I don't know what the word is. I, I don't know what, what they're going to come up with. It will change. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that because I think it's going to put the spotlight on how we need to treat each other, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, colleagues, um, mm -hmm. my clients, my candidates, that's what this is about. And that's, that's where the spotlight needs to, uh, to be and the good thing is that sometimes that my my job is a little bit easier because there are you know some agencies who maybe don't have that approach and they you know they kind of throw stuff against the wall and they hope something sticks and uh, and so that's that to me is not about um, respecting someone's time it's not about uh, doing the absolute best that you can do so who knows who knows what it'll be Lakshmi but uh, I, yeah, I, I predict like everything else, you know, how many, how many terms in our, in our lexicon have changed over time because we become a bit more aware. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks Robert for that. And question would be like, like we all understand that just as change is constant, learning is also constant. So mm -hmm. do you think that recruiters should be lifelong learners? Definitely. Uh, if, if for no other reason for, for survival, because the environment is changing around us uh, so, so rapidly. And again, going back to you know, 12 years ago, the, the tools and technologies and the method that we use to recruit 12 years ago is different than it is today. And then if I look at the, you know, the tools and technologies and method, methods that we used uh, 20 years ago when we had our consulting company and I was responsible for talent acquisition, again, that was different. Uh, so, you know, and I kind of go through, we've had different job boards over the years and, uh, you know, we had them for a while and they were good and then they weren't, uh, it just became too much noise. So we dropped them, we tried a different one and we've probably been through, you know, two or three job boards. Uh, then you start using aggregators who get information like an indeed, for example, as an aggregator, you get information from all over the place. Uh, and uh, one of the things that you know, we're seeing now is a transition that LinkedIn is becoming a much more uh, uh, mandatory platform for, for recruiting. That it, it wasn't like that when, uh, when we were doing this and we started out 10 years ago. It, was, it really was kind of a, a business network, business networking mm -hmm. tool. And now it's, it's really <laughs> becoming quite, it, it is that tool for, for recruiting. So if you don't, if you're not learning the technologies, um, then, then, then you're going to stagnate and you have to learn how to use these new technologies. And you got to figure out what these technologies are going to be. Uh, not to mention that there is the, the backend tools that we use, the applicant tracking systems, they change mm -hmm. over time. So mm -hmm. what we, what we used, we're now going on to our, our third applicant tracking system in, uh, in the new, in this year, in about two, three months. 
And if I look at the, you know, my very first one was a homegrown built application in Microsoft Access. And then we've had two or three since then. And you just realize this one, this is not meeting my needs. And so you transition out to something new. Uh, and then on top of that, the biggest area of change is what the people are doing and what our clients are looking for. That is changing at a, uh, a, a crazy pace. And so you have to keep on top of that world and, and learn what technologies are becoming relevant. And you have to understand, I mean, we're not developers, we're not architects, but you have to have a, a, a kind of a, a fundamental understanding of how all this stuff knits together. And when somebody says, I'm a, an XYZ developer, you have to be able to figure out, mm -hmm. okay, is he or she good at what they do? And if it's a if it's a new technology, how do you how do you figure that out? You can't. So you have to learn. You have to learn about that new technology, how it fits into the uh, you know the, the the larger picture. And so that means it's 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 constantly changing, and it's um you know it's it is not going to stop. And I think that the 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 pace of change is only going to increase. So lifelong learning is uh, really it's. You, 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 you have no choice, but it's like any other, anybody else, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, you're a, a developer in, in the IT world, the technology, you know, that you were used, um, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Power Builder and Delphi were like the thing. And now mm -hmm. no one even knows what they are. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. so true. So true. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. Makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. Over to you, Laura. Any anything else you would like? To yes, uh, it's like I am. Um, it's like we are coming to the end of the episode, and it will be uh, great if you, Robert, can share with us. Um, what has been your learnings through all the years? I mean, what's the positive? and what has add value, not just, mm -hmm. I mean, to both, to yeah. put it in a positive way, personal and professional level. So I think that uh, this job has forced me to become a, uh, a better listener. And uh, I'm not always great at that, just ask my family. <laughs> I like to tell versus listen. <laughs> so I've, I've forced to, I, I, I'm, I, I really work hard at, at, at listening and hearing. Um, it, and also uh, being more, we talked about this at the beginning, being more uh, compassionate, being more empathetic and, and, looking, and, and looking for the, the big win, like the win that everybody is happy. So it can't just be about, does, did Copperstone win or did the, you know, did the recruiter win or did the client win? Every, it, we all have to, to, um, to share in the, um, in the win, in the happiness. And so, so I think that, especially in the last probably uh, three, four years, that feeling of like we're like my me and my team we are in this together and we all have to be successful and i want i want them to be happy i want them to love what they do and who they do it with and why they do it 
And so, so that's on, on the human side, it's, you know, and this kind of ties into my personal life. And, you know, as, as we, you know, go through life, we experience things that, that, um, that require us to sit back and, and reassess and reevaluate. And uh, I've been fortunate to have had opportunities, you know, through my work and I've got some amazing people I work with and uh, they actually <clears throat> are, uh, are quite, I guess, I guess the word is spiritual. They're very, they're very, uh, you know, and that has, uh, that's driven how I see things. And I've, you know, I've been fortunate through my personal life to, to come across people like that as well, who have a, you know, um, you know, a, a spiritual approach, a, a different, a kinder, gentler approach to life. And so, um, so that's, I think it's hopefully, hopefully it's helped to so so soften my rough edges a little bit and make me uh, make me an easier person to, <laughs> to live with and to work with. And that's not always the case. Like I said, I, you know, I can get prickly sometimes and uh, I, I'm, and I think I've learned that, you know, Hey, we can do that, but you have to be, you have to be accountable and you have to kind of come back and, uh, and own it and say, yeah, geez, sorry, I was a bit of a, you know what, yesterday. <laughs> I was having a bad day and yeah, it's, I think it helps. So, so from that point of view, um, on the personal side, on the business side, uh, you know, cause I'm, as you can probably tell from my, my face, my picture, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting near the, the end, end stage of my career. And it has afforded me the chance the last, you know, three plus four years, it's afforded me the chance to, to think of what's really important professionally. What do I want to do with my business? Uh, where does it want to go? And, uh, and who do I want to work with? And it's, it's, no, it's no mistake that if you look at my, my email signature at the bottom, I have a quote from, from Simon Sinek. It says, we want to do business with people who believe what we believe. And when we embrace that, uh, I think everything changed. Mm -hmm. we it just life became more fun work became more fun and and how I approached work and clients and what I do it uh it changed and I think that uh you know that was a gift I was uh, I was fortunate that uh you know I was able to you know get to where I am today through through that uh that path which isn't always easy sometimes you know, through great adversity, you, you, you end up with a place that's, that's, that's quite, um, quite unexpectedly good. And that's what, that's what we've been through. And so I, I, I love that, that uh, from a business side, that's really changed how I, how I conduct myself, uh, who I want to work with, uh, how I work with those people. You know, one of the things I have a, a small pet peeve, uh, maybe it's a big pet peeve, <laughs> about, uh, you know, uh, response, people getting back to people, you know, I, I you know, I, someone says, Oh, I couldn't get back to you. I was busy. I was this thing. It's like, you know what, it takes what five seconds, 10 seconds to send off a text or an email saying, Hey, got your email, got your call, busy, call you tomorrow, but five seconds. So, you know, what? I made it uh, a, pro a promise to myself that when I hear from someone, I get back to them almost immediately because I want them to feel and 
not just feel because I it, it, it is what is happening is I want to I want them to know I'm respecting their time and that they're important and that you know what I will even if I can just say hey I'll, I'll saw it I'll look at this I'll respond by Friday at least they know it didn't go into the uh, into the ether and so that's um that's something that uh, is is important to me, and that's kind of how I how has changed how my business has changed. You know, um, uh, you look at my inbox. My inbox is literally 10, 10, 10 emails in my inbox. Like if my email goes beyond one page, I freak out because I need to be able to be on top of this all the time. Something comes in, I want to be able to respond to it, whether it's a friend, a colleague, uh, you know, a candidate, or a, or a client. It doesn't matter because they're all everyone's important. And so that's kind of how my uh, how my business has has transitioned in the last uh, you know three years. So how's that for a, a long answer to a short question? <laughs> wow. Um, what can I say to that? I'm not sure what it, what can I say to you right now. Um, just I will say I, I'm curious. I want to ask you more, but now it's not the moment. And, okay. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm grateful for this conversation to have you here. Really, Robert, it has been amazing. That's the word. Um, there are so much things that I still have to learn. And just hearing mm -hmm. you, um, yes. Um, Maybe we can continue that, that kind of talk <laughs> privately, Love but to. yes. Um, sure. Thank you, Robert. Um, if we are going back to this episode, thank you a lot, uh, not just for your time, for being here, for sharing your experience, your inputs, your everything. Um, and let me ask you this final question, final question that it, it's short. Sure. Uh, okay. It will be short, the answer as well, I, I believe. <laughs> Is that a warning? No, no. <laughs> no. Where people can reach you? That's, that's the question. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Uh, you can reach me on my email. Uh, and like I said, I will get back to you uh, right away. It's uh, rsnoyer, S-N-O-Y-E-R, at copperstoneconnect.com. Uh, send me an email. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Would uh, would love to connect with you. Anyone wants to chat, uh, I'm happy to do so. Okay, thank you. Told you <laughs> that we, yeah. it's going to be short, short answer. Yes. Um, yeah. So thank you, Robert. Last me if you want to add something. Feel free. No, to. no. I, <laughs> I, I just loved what Robert has been talking. I mean, about about this empathy part, compassion part, the human aspect, but everybody, everyone. And the response time, basically, you know, is, is so beautifully. I, I mean, it, it's so thorough professional and so wonderful, I would say. So thank you so, so very much, Robert. It was really wonderful. Thank you for taking out the time, as Laura already said, and mm -hmm. it's really great. Yeah. Well, you know what? Thank, thank, uh, thank the, thank Lakshmi and Laura. Thank you for having me on. It was, uh, this is a lot.
lot of fun. Uh, I, I enjoy talking about, <laughs> uh, you know, what, what we do, how we do it, and why we do it. You know, and, and that's, I've got, I've got a little thing on my, uh, right there, I'm looking at it on my desk. And uh, it's three circles. And again, this is uh, going back to uh, Simon Sinek, something that I, you know, I learned. And you know, oftentimes what companies talk about is what they do. And then they might talk about how they do it. You know, he turns that around. And he says, the first thing you answer is, why do you do what you do? That's number one. That's, that's the center of the onion. And then you go a lot further and you, it's how do you do it? And the last thing you answer is, what do you do? Because that's not, so anyway, so that's kind of what I, I live by the why, the how, and the, and, and the what. So you know what? Being able to talk to you both about the, the why and the how and the what has been, uh, <laughs> has been amazing. So thank you for inviting me. And uh, maybe we can do this again. Yes. Thanks to everyone who makes these podcasts possible. In particular, thanks to the guest speakers and to you, who are on the other side listening. If you liked it and were able to learn something new today, we invite you to share it with your entire network. We also invite you to subscribe to our different channels to follow our latest news. If you are interested in being part of these series, you can apply by clicking on the link that is in the general presentation of the podcast. Until next time. A special thanks to the boys, Kashis Wadbani.